Riley Houston here with my auntie, Miss Jacqueline Smith. How you doing? I am doing great. Awesome. Now, sometimes she's been wanting a man, and um, I don't know why of all people she turned to wrestling, but hey, there's anybody out there who needs, who's looking for somebody, she's available. Yes, I am I'm single, and I want to mingle, oh. and the reason why I'm looking for someone in the wrestling arena because just so happened, I was flipping through the channels on a Friday night, mm -hmm. and I saw all these good-looking men. Wow. I didn't know if they were bodybuilders, football players, but come to find out, they were wrestlers. And I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, I used to go to watch the wrestling shows mm -hmm. at the Sportatorium here in Dallas, Texas. Yes, man. Man, see the Sportatorium, one of the most legendary people uh, of all the people in the wrestling business. For some reason, Texas, they love, for all people, the Von Erichs. Yes, the Von Erichs. It's, I don't know why they're just obsessed by the Von Erichs. I know they're great and everything, but there's other people from Texas, but they love the Von Erichs. That's because the Von Erichs put us on the map. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers... We didn't know where they came from, mm -hmm. but the Von Erics, they were homeboys. They were from here. And if I tell you, they were a family of, of guys. They were friendly. They were open-hearted. Mm -hmm. They were no snobs or anything like that. They were just good, home-down people. So that's why every time anyone say anything to me, anything to me about wrestling, mm -hmm. it always brings me back to the Von Erics and their personalities. And they are upcoming, and the way they were brought up and the way they treat people. Yes, sir. That's important, man. Because a lot of people, uh, most, especially most athletes, when they get to the place where they made it, if you will, mm -hmm. they've got where they came from. Exactly. You know? And they never did. Yeah. I mean, humble, very humble, good, down home Christian people. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing that we loved about the Vonaries. And and not only that, they were very supportive. Mm -hmm. They supported the communities. They were always volunteering. They were always giving back, and that's a big deal. And we never hear about any other wrestlers and not too many athletes giving back the way they did. Yes, sir. By the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to uh, let you know, if, you, if all, my folks, all my folks in the U.K., we're having a pay-per-view called Clash at the Castle in Cardiff, Wales. Uh, you get your ticket at, at Ticketmaster.co.uk. Oh, yeah, Ticketmaster.co.uk. Clash at the Castle, Cardiff, Wales. You guys get it uh, live. We'll get it in the afternoon, September 3rd. I should be good. At the Principality Stadium. And, of course, you can't afford live check out Peacock. Click our little corner, WWE, and there you go. Let's talk real quick about uh, then versus now. Like wrestling then versus wrestling nowadays. Which is better? Which is worse? Of course, the 80s wasn't all, wasn't all glitz and glamour. We had some mishaps back then. What would what be your favorite moments back, back then? Let me tell you. We had the opportunity. It wasn't all glitz and glam the way it is now. Mm -hmm. These guys, they come in. Now, they're all pretty dressed up costumes, glitter, glam, and all of that makeup. 
No, real wrestling, they came in hard, rough, mm. tough. They were at the Sportatorium. If you don't know anything about the Sportatorium, that is where it was happening in Dallas on Lamar Street, mm. downtown Dallas. And those guys, when they came, they meant business. Now it's pretty much for show. Mm -hmm. Back then, they were really wrestling. And they were not just giving us a show, but they was showing us how you can be uh, participate in a sport such as that and, and not just treat it as it's not a profession mm -hmm. because it was a profession. Now, it's almost like you're glorified as more uh, of a celebrity wrestler. And back then you were just a wrestler. Everybody knew you. You were touchable. You were humble and, and free-spirited. And it didn't matter. If you wanted somebody to come hang out with or even go to dinner with or to go to lunch, if you saw them in public, mm -hmm. they were approachable. Now, these guys today, I don't know because I've never seen them out anywhere in yeah. public around the people that support them financially mm -hmm. by purchasing tickets and things like that. So with that said, not saying that they're not, but I haven't seen it. And I just recently start watching on Friday nights mm -hmm. uh, simply because I was flickering through the channels and it caught my eye because I thought wrestling had just went away all together. Oh, no. We've been around for quite some time. By the way, uh, I think this is the guy you was looking, one of the men you were looking at, Roman Reigns, our current yes, undisputed, yes. by the way, oh, Universal Champion. The last time we had, uh, yeah, back, we got to go back a month ago, WrestleMania right here in Dallas, Texas, or that, uh, Arlington, Texas. We had the Universal the Universal Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Now, here's my problem with that. If you're going to unify a championship, it should be like every so often, like every, you should do it rarely. Because mm -hmm. uh, the WWE Championship has been unified, I count, four times over the past century. I count 2001, 2002, 22 or four different years. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, you keep doing that, it makes it worthless. And, and then you're going to do that, and then down the road, let's say come summertime, you're going to split the tiles up. You waste you, 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 you just waste the time. Mm -hmm. The championship needs to be, needs to mean something. It most definitely, but not only that. And let me just say this I, I want to uh, insert this. Now it's more women that yeah. are wrestling. Back then, you didn't see women wrestlers. At least we didn't see them. They didn't come to the sportatorium. But now you see the women wrestlers mm -hmm. as well. You know, and I was just informed that it was two wrestlers, two female wrestlers, who just walked out. Oh, Where yeah. did they go? What are they doing? Uh, that's uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks. They didn't like the direction their uh, character was going, I guess. And live on the air, by the way, they walked out of the show. Wow. They uh, went to a guy named John Laurinaitis, one of the powers that be behind the scenes, laid their championship belts on, the, on his desk, walked out. That was, what, almost a week ago, two weeks ago? And nobody is, as far as WWE is concerned, and nobody's heard from them since. 
wow. So they just walk out, disappear, and didn't care about the people that purchased tickets to come see them that night right. at the on the show. So in due to that, they've been indefinitely suspended, and we're gonna have a tournament to crown new women's tag team champions down the road. Cool beans. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I don't know how long that that, that could be. Like a whole year. This is is maze. That could be like the rest of the year. Mm. Yeah. And at least they, they have. I want to correct. They haven't been fired. They've just been definitely suspended. Okay. But that 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 card is still there. In case we say, you know what, it's not worth. It's not worth it. Let them go, and they'll be released. The release is a soft way, and the rest of the business say you got fired. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. So it, it, they, and the powers that be, feel like you know what, it's not worth my time. It's not worth the, the hassle. I'm just let them go all together, and they'll go where they want. But the problem is, when you're releasing WWE from WWE, you have what's called the ninety, the no compete clause in your contract. Mm. That's the that's ninety days. That's three months. So they can't compete anywhere for ninety days. Yeah, now they they, they they can make appearances here and there. They can't get in the ring and wrestle for oh. ninety days. Oh wow! And you can still you can still make a deal with uh <coughs> for a contract with that company. You can work for another company. You can't wrestle. You're still fresh from your release, and like because your intellectual property that that ties in that too. Yeah. That's amazing to me. So they can make the appearances, do any and everything except for wrestling. Mm-hmm. So what's the purpose? I don't know. Because they're still getting, they're, it's like they're still getting paid right. regardless to show up somewhere right. for the appearance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to uh, the championship meeting or something. I'm asking with the Usos, Roman Reigns' cousins. Jimmy and Jay Uso, they recently become the undisputed tag team champions. And that was kind of stupid because they had uh the Raw Tag Top SmackDown Tag Team Championship unified. Now all three have all the major titles. And it's not it it would be one thing if it was a pay-per-view, but you did it on SmackDown, which is like an average show. Mm. So you didn't really Take advantage of that. You could say that for SummerSlam. You could say it for Royal Rumble. You could say it for uh, Survivor Series. Our big major pay per views. No, you want to do it on regular SmackDown. That's like that's like that's like the rare opportunity to stay against an everyday burger. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't need no sense. Not at all. And, Not at all. And then on top of that, like I, I love I love how the how Paul Heyman. Applied to press. Paul Heyman, if you haven't heard of this guy, you need to look him up. One of the greatest minds in the wrestling business. He's a manager. Been there, done that. He's, he's, he's done it all. He's managed all the great champions. He's done something no other manager's ever done. He's managed undisputed champions. Wow. Uh, the Wizard of Wrestling, he didn't do that. Bobby Heenan, he didn't do that. Uh, the late, great uh, Mr. Fuji, he didn't do that. Paul Heyman has that just mind. He taps into what a wrestling fan wants, and he basically said, he basically told the Usos this: "You are you are the descendants, the direct descendants of uh, Alpha and Zika, the Wild Samoans." Mm. Basically, you you call yourself the greatest tag team of all time. You don't win this match, you might you wasting you wasting everybody's time. You call yourself the greatest tag team. You win this match. Don't bother coming back. Come back to, to this family. Ever again, basically, 
He said, win it all, like, take it all, leave with none. Wow. And they, Roman Reigns kind of, towards the end, kind of put his little two cents in there. But by hook or crook, they are your undisputed tag team champions. And I'm looking forward to the summer because there's a lot of opportunities you can go with that. A lot of ways you can go with that. Wow. But back then, like, was there ever a wrestler, like, back then that you thought wasn't worthy a championship goal? You know, we were just so focused on the Von Erics because they mm-hmm. were our, our homeboys, our, our, our go-to guys. Mm-hmm. So I, we never thought, well, we really thought they were just gold mm-hmm. all together. So nobody could beat them. Uh, no one could outdo anything to the Von Erichs simply because, you know, their dad, uh, Fitz Von Erich, mm-hmm. he started all of this and got all of his sons involved uh, in wrestling, and they just became like an empire yeah. of wrestlers and the greatest wrestlers ever. That's awesome. Like, if I, I, if I go back old school, one of my favorite matches watch to watch back then well, not back then but like when I look at it how it was back then what well, was interesting matches of all time uh Hogan and Andre Hulk Rus- Hogan Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant Wrestlemania mm-hmm. 3 yeah Wrestlemania 3 mm-hmm. a lot of the rule of thumb is like any, any big match whatever whatever they did prior to that forget about it this this one's the biggest it'll ever be mm-hmm. they've wrestled before all over the world Hogan and Andre the Giant but this match right here was like bigger, and Hogan was Andre was the challenge. Hogan was the champion, and like the week, like the day leading up to that, no, Andre didn't tell nobody his back is killing him. Wow! My back, like you told, you told a few people, Vince and somebody else. Hey, I gotta get out of here. My back is just he, it, Vince. Andre told Vince McMahon, "I'm ready to go. Ready to go is in. Like, no I'm, more rest. No, like I'm ready to. I'm ready to end it all." His life and everything. Wow. He was in that much pain. As I, I, I used to have the outlook. It'd, it'd be nice being that size. But at the time, there's no, there's no, not, not a lot of stuff for you. Right. You're a big guy. You can't, you can't just get on a plane and go anywhere. You got a special travel. You got special this, special that. That's just true. Yeah. Yeah. So Andre getting ready to go into WrestleMania. The date of his back is killing him. The date of. Didn't tell nobody. And so he's like, look, I'm Vince laid out the plan. You're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do this and that. Hogan wins. But no, he, nobody knew his back was hurting him all that day. It's leading up to the hours and the bits before they went out there. In the end, Hogan won. He, when he body sound Andre the Giant, only because Andre let him do it. And that was like passing the torch. Mm. from Andre, Andre, Andre was the top dog at the time. Okay. From Andre to Hogan. And of course, Hogan would dominate all the eighties. Wow! He have Hogan. You have restaurants. You have cartoon show. You have all this stuff coming out. Hogan be like the face of it, right? And then we reached the nineties. Hogan was like, okay. In the eighties, he was cool, red, red and yellow, awesome. But then we get to the nineties. Uh, I'm getting tired of this. You got anything else? And the wrestling business, all what have you done for me lately? But I appreciate you 30 years ago. What have you done for me lately? So he got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. And the, Eric Bischoff, WCW, had the brilliant idea. Let's turn to a heel, a bad guy. That takes, that takes a lot of the balls. 
So it's Smashing the Beach, nineteen ninety six. I want to say. Look it up here. Let's see. Yeah, Smash at the Beach. I want to say ninety six. Yeah, there we go. Okay, Smash at the Beach, ninety six. It's the main event. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta take it back. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, their contract expired from then WWF. Okay. They go to WCW, but they're not. They 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 use that like invading thing. Okay. And it's like yeah, y'all been feuding us for years. We here. What you gonna do about it? And so we got a third guy coming, and we're gonna just dominate this thing. And everybody's like, okay, we need three guys to go against them. So they pick. They pick Sting, Randy Savage. And uh, who's the third guy? I can't remember the man's name. What's his name? Ah, trying to remember his name. I gotta look it up here. See, Lex Luger, Sting Savage, Lex Luger. So they come in, and it's the night of the pay per view. Nobody knows who the third guy is. Everybody's speculating. It's rumors running by and everything else. This is mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Internet probably wasn't. A, I guess it was the internet. I don't know. Yeah. But no, there was no dirt sheets. There was no uh, spoilers. None of that. You find out when you find out. Wow. So the night the match comes. It's we go. All right, fine. Three on two now. It was Hogan Nash. Hogan. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I gave that away. It was uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash against uh, Sting, Lex Luger, Randy Savage. So they're wrestling. Towards the end of the match, Lex Luger gets knocked out. He goes to the back. Now it's two on two. Okay, we got we get we got it. All of a sudden, that oh, Savage and uh, Sting they're losing. Hook comes out to the ring. Hulk Hogan with the red and yellow on. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's all good. Hogan's here. Hogan's here. It's all good." He, Hogan goes in the ring, pushes the referee aside. Leg drops his best friend Randy Savage. Wow! Everybody in the building is like, "What in the hell is that?" Everybody's like, "All the kids are crying. All the all the adults are booing. Trash thrown in the ring." And he's he, he uh, high fives. Hope high fives. Scott Hall. High fives. Kevin Nash. He's the third guy. Wow! Brilliant. <laughs> and that's the birth of what we call in the nineties the New World Order, the NWO. The, they dominated the '90s, in my opinion. As hard as that was, that that took a light because that was right on everything. Right, right. It turned Hulk Hogan, beloved good guy, into a bad guy. Now let's let's go back to Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. How did he start getting into the acting business? Well, I don't know. When his WWE when his WWF contract expired, he did a few movies here and there. I uh. I don't think I remember. Let me look it up here. I I don't think I saw any Hulk Hogan movie, but he did a little acting here and there. Let's see Hulk Hogan movie. Let's see what we got here. He did. Oh wow, he's a Muppets in space. Interesting. <laughs> he's in Ultimate Weapon. He was in uh different stuff like that. Santa with muscles. It was 96, The Ultimate Weapon 98, Rocky 3. I don't really know, but the contract, he, he tried, I'm trying wrestling style for a while. 
the acting side for a while. I was like, they were okay, but Jesus, you, you need to stick with your bread and butter. Right. So like, that, that's like John Zena trying to uh, trying to cook. Right. You need to stick with your bread and butter. Your bread and butter, rest of stick with your bread and butter. Right. Now I do I do know John Zena. I've known The Rock, mm-hmm. who have also uh, been introduced to the wrestling arena as yeah. well. And so, what are they doing now? Well, both of them are doing movies. The Rock is uh, rumored to be getting ready for WrestleMania 39 in California. It'll be uh, right where the uh, Super Bowl was. Cool. That'll be interesting. We're on the street. We're we're trying to set up Roman Reigns, The Rock. Well, I don't know if it'll still be on speed by then. For the championship next year at WrestleMania. That's a whole year from now. Anything and everything can happen between then and now. Cool, John Zena, he like he he's getting ready. He says he's supposed to come over soon. John Zena, I I I've talked dirt about this guy for years on Facebook. For years, he's warmly, slowly warming up to me. You know, I respect John Zena. I just don't. I just don't like his character. Why is that? It, it just it, is he arrogant? No, he's like just. He's a good guy in the wrestling business, and that was just too much. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're like this dude. In my opinion, he had he had his head surgically removed from Vince's butt. <laughs> like, bro, come on. He refused to turn heel. Turn heel is good to go bad guy. All his career has been a good guy. When Johnson first got here, I remember. I never forget the night. It was, I forgot the night. It was 2002. It was open challenge match. Kurt Angle. At the time, first Olympic gold medalist, the only Olympic gold medalist in professional wrestling, at an open challenge match. I'm going to give some opportunity to come up, step up, see what you got. A young John Cena walks out in the ring. And Kurt Angle said, what's the one quality you possess that makes you think you can beat me? John Cena said, ruthless aggression. Suck the mess out of him. <laughs> he lost that night. But John Cena at the time was slowly headed. You know, John Cena was, the young John Cena He's okay, but John Cena is one of the only two people in the world that can claim they're a 16-time world champion. The other, of course, Ric Flair. Uh, wow. There is a spot in the Hall of Fame for John Cena, but just not right now. But eventually, I see him in the Hall of Fame. I can too. I would like to see that. That'd be that'd be awesome. I can too. <laughs> I can too. Now I remember watching. Uh, one of the talk shows mm-hmm. that he was on, Kelly Clarkson talk show, not too long ago. And there was a young lady from Africa who wrote a song about John Zena. Hmm. Have you heard that song? I it's really catchy and it's really cute. <laughs> I thought it was really, really neat. As she was performing the song, yeah. she did not know that he was there. Wow. So as she was performing, he walks out behind her and surprises her like cool. crazy. I like a wrestler that has that type of tenacity, mm-hmm. that's personable, and that love his fans. Yeah. Of course, every every wrestler should love their fans. That's the reason why you're here in the first place. Exactly. A lot of people like, uh, well, there's, there's difference between like keep up what we call kayfabe. Keep it kayfabe like stays. Keep keep your character going. Keep keep your uh keep the character going. Kayfabe is the secret sauce to wrestling. That's what makes wrestling work. Without kayfabe, it's not going to work. 
Nobody's gonna be. It's not gonna be believable. It's gonna suck. And there's, then there's keeping a cafe, and then there's me and just root. Right. You know. Right. Keeping a cafe. That, that was a guy, Bill Murr, I believe. I think that's his name, Bill Murr. He had uh, let's see, I think that's the guy's name. Yeah, Bill Murr. I want to say Bill Murr. Yeah. No. Bill Murray. I don't know. He you know, has a show for HBO. See, I'm trying to... I gotta look it up here. Y'all, even one second here. I gotta look it up. So what was he all about? Well, basically, uh, what happened... Huh. I gotta... I can't remember the name of the guy. But anyway, he had uh, Riley Piper, Medusa... Uh yeah, uh I just said his name earlier, the manager. Bobby Heenan and Sting on the show. And he said something he got to the point, he said something about um let us you know you talk wrestling's like, okay, we know we know what it is, but let 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 me on the joke. Mm-hmm. And that's when Roddy Piper got pissed. Like look here, it's you could say any other word but the word joke. Like, cause People think people think have the perceived rest, notion about wrestling anyway, mm-hmm. but people understand the difference. Like it's just like every other television show you watch. It's like you could have said, "What what's the secret? Was was what's the secret? Something like that." Mm-hmm. He said, "Look, it's not what we do for li- we do this for living. It's not a joke. People have died. People have died in this business. Mm-hmm. I remember on, I sit back um, on say '99, not too long ago, the anniversary." Of Owen Hart, Owen Hart was to go have a uh, a entrance from the ceiling to the ring, rafters to the ring, mm-hmm. and the thing snapped. It was a fishing wire, mm. and the thing snapped. Wow! And he, he hit his head on the ring post. And he died, but not died. But he died in the hospital. But it was just it was just horrible. Right. And Mrs. Martha Hart, like she, this to this day, she has beef with WWE. Man, she just stopped the show. I agree with that. But uh, this man, the kind of guy that he is, we don't stop for nothing. So, you won't be mad, so I'll be mad at Vince Russo. That's the guy who came up with the idea. He just used a fishing rod and, and lowered him down from the rafters. That, that, that was not very smart. Right. But Owen Hart basically died in this business. Ray Mysterio did the move called the 619. He's doing it for years. He goes in Mexico, he's wrestling in Mexico on 2015. And he hits the move. A guy gets knocked out, but he don't, he's not he's not moving. He died. Wow! It's an accident, of course, but he's not. Raven doing this for all his. Raven has been wrestling all his life since the age fifteen, all his life, doing this move for quite some time. And the one time he hits it, this dude dies. Mm. This business ain't no. It's not a joke. People put their life on the line. Their their time, their life. People missing birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, all this stuff. In town for a couple of hours, and they when they do it, they putting their they putting their safety and their life on the line. And it's and all all they're saying is feel how you feel about wrestling, but respect it. Right, right. Like right. if you if you had a, you had a job that was pretty uh had a history of uh as is as is I'm trying to say. If your job has a history of uh, what you call it, 
the way it looks. Mm-hmm. You would you would feel some kind of way your people criticize you about your job, right? Like, oh, he he don't really do that. It's blah blah blah. Right. Oh, it's fake. Blah blah blah. You you feel offended too. If you're a football player and you know you know you know your job is a whole a whole lot of shady stuff, you feel offended. Somebody just made your job, right? So you they all they doing. They they just wanted respect for theirs. And we could give them that. Oh yeah, definitely. I mentioned Owen Hart a while ago. There's a pay per view to, to uh, this Sunday. It's called uh, Double or Nothing from AEW All Elite Wrestling. A little something new nowadays. All Elite Wrestling. And they, I just had it up here. Give me one second here. Yeah, it's gonna be Paradise Nevada. I'm not gonna go through the card much because y'all know what's up. But one match I do. I'm looking forward to. These these are basically young young wrestlers nowadays, mm-hmm. and there's a guy named Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. He's gonna take on Warlow. If he wins this match, he'll be released from his contract with MJF and get signed with AEW. If he loses, he's out of AEW altogether. This guy go through like almost like uh, they did Chris Jericho with the uh, Twelve Labors of Jericho last year. Chris Jericho had to wrestle. He had one hand on MJF. The problem is he had to go through uh, the 12 labors of Jericho. Wrestle all 12 matches, can't lose one. Mm. If you win all your 12 matches, you get your hands on this guy and do whatever you want to him. This Sunday, I'm looking forward to it. But basically, uh, these young athletes nowadays, how do you feel about them? Well, I think that they are not taking the sport. And we could say sports. I can mm-hmm. say the art as a um, taking it serious mm-hmm. you know like I said uh, you have some that are actually in it just for show and glamour then you have some that may be in it for the actual business aspect of it mm-hmm. but what I would like to see is that <clears throat> the young ones not only go in to wrestle but to go in and start managing start directing and start you know, executing and being over some of these actual uh, events. That'd be good. Ladies and gentlemen, I mentioned Owen Hart earlier. It's a tournament. The Owen Hart tournament. The Owen Hart Cup. The finals of this will take place this Sunday at Double or Nothing in AEW. In my opinion, this whole tournament, the only reason they're doing it is they can use Owen Hart's name. Because as far as Martha was concerned. She they were t- this was take place in WWE. She like uh uh-uh, uh hell no. Y'all she's basically Martha basically goes like y'all y'all reached my husband's dead. Mm-hmm. I agree with that and then I don't at the same time. Like accidents happen in this business and unfortunately that's a necessary accident. But at the same time you can't you, you uh, she could but you can't go on with this forever. So Martha Hart she was I'm not gonna let a company that killed my husband. She's honoring them. So AEW, they they're doing it. And the problem with them is they can't really do it because they don't know much about them. Right. When Owen was coming up, all y'all was all these people was in high school, college, weren't even born yet. So all they could they, they, they can't even show his they, they can't even show video footage of his career. Mm-hmm. All they can show a picture. Where are the term to get the Owen Hart Cup? That's all you get a cup. You don't get a championship opportunity down the road. You don't get extra bonus. All you get is a, is a trophy of a guy that you barely know. Right. 
to my opinion, this whole tournament, I will slap in the face to WWE. But I will say this, like, in my opinion, because I'm, I'm kind of biased, because I'm 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 a, I'm the B guy, pretty much forever. So I will say this that WWE would have done it better. I'll tell you, I'm gonna go back to uh the attitude that right here. Uh, when we got to ninety. 96 there was a we started a war between WWE to WCW World Championship Wrestling to yeah, Ted Turner over there Vince McMahon over here and the whole thing in the middle ratings basically who can who can draw the most ratings and of course I'm team WWE I'm team WWE all the way but my favorite moment it was uh 1998 and uh Eric Bischoff would have his announcers spoil the events from Raw and SmackDown then or from Raw that night. And uh, Raw used to be taped at the time. He's like, Mick Foley's gonna win the the WWE Championship. That was so stupid. That night, people turned switched from Nitro to Raw to watch that match. That was really stupid. Did they get what they were looking for? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They lost their ratings. Our ratings went up. I can't remember the number. But like that night, this is already taped. This is like 1998. I can't remember the night. This is 98. So, that's like, me folds going to the world championship. That's, that's going to be busting seats. That was so stupid. That night, they lost ratings. That night. <laughs> well... I tell you one thing, I have enjoyed being the guest on this show, Mm -hmm. so I am going to go and take a nap (laughs) right about now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank my auntie for being here. By the way, check out SmackDown, not too far from here, 7 o'clock on on Fox. We're brought to you by, Wrestling Trans brought to you by Back Deliveries and More LLC. They put the D in delivery formation. I want you to relate 725. 172, I'm sorry, 172-2587. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time, people.